Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Submar podcast. This is episode 62. Today I will be talking about the case of Glinda Pulley and her young son Tyler Jones. My sources for this episode are an episode of Still a Mystery, Season 4, Episode 3, titled More Than Meets the Eye, DrMauriceGodwin.com, WRAL.com, The Cinemaholic, CNN, and DailyAdvent.com. As usual, all of my sources are linked in today's show notes. Glinda Pulley was a 38-year-old mother of two boys. She lived in Warren County, North Carolina with her sons, 20-year-old Danny and 10-year-old Tyler. Glinda was described as a loving mother who spoiled her boys and worked hard to give them everything they needed. Glinda worked at the North Carolina Health Department. She had been married to the boy's father, Daniel Jones Sr., but they divorced in 1995. Daniel Sr. said they didn't have the best relationship, but they found a way to co-parent. Danny and Tyler were also very close and loved each other very much. Tyler was described as a daredevil. He loved to dirt bike and ride four-wheelers. After the divorce from Daniel Sr., Glinda started dating a man named Dennis Carter. Dennis seemed polite. He owned a tax business and also worked building houses. Glinda and Dennis purchased land, built a home, and moved in together. Glinda wanted to quit her job at the health department and work on building houses on the land and selling them. Glinda and Dennis had been planning a summer wedding, but soon red flags surfaced. For one thing, Dennis was actually already married. He had lied and said his divorce was going to be finalized. Glinda's family was already skeptical about Dennis, but even more so after they learned he was a liar. On April 16, 2005, a Saturday, Glinda had been planning to go shopping and Tyler had been planning to go to his grandmother's house for pancakes, as he did every Saturday. Danny had been with his girlfriend, or one report said fiancé, and hadn't been home that day. Alicia Silver, Glinda's cousin, received a strange call from Dennis. Dennis asked if anyone had seen Glinda or Tyler. After this call, Michael, Glinda's brother, drove to the home. Dennis was waiting outside. Dennis had told Michael that he locked his keys in Glinda's car. He also said that Glinda hadn't been answering the door, so Michael kicked it in. Michael then walked to Glinda's bedroom, and that door also had to be pried open. Inside was horrific scene. Glinda had been shot in the head, and Tyler was found at the foot of the bed and had also been shot in the chin. Family members walk in on horror. They find Warren County mother Glinda Pulley and her 10-year-old son Tyler Jones shot to death in their home. It was soon ruled a murder-suicide. The gun had been found in Tyler's hand with his thumb in the trigger guard. Daniel Sr. and the rest of the family knew there was no way that Tyler was the shooter. Dennis claimed that Tyler had anger issues, and his statement made its way into the police report. The family denied it and said Tyler was happy. He had been planning on being with his uncle and friends the following day. The police also found a suicide note apparently signed by Tyler. It read, God forgive me. Sorry, everybody. I am so sorry for killing my best mom. There was a lot of evidence that was not tested during the investigation. First, a GSR test hadn't been done on Tyler, and his fingernails weren't collected. A phone had been knocked off the bedside table in the bedroom, and Glinda's ring had been found on the the floor, wedged in between a floorboard. Glinda's bedsheets, among other pieces of evidence, were also destroyed. According to DrMauriceGodwin.com, a chemical called Tuline was found near Tyler's body. It's believed that the chemical had been used to wipe the gun down. There were no fingerprints found on the gun, and there was no toxicology report done on Tyler, so it's not clear if the chemical had been used to, sub- used to subdue Tyler either. 
Warren County was very small, and Glinda and Tyler's family believed that the police weren't equipped to investigate a crime like this. They released the home back to Danny soon after ruling it a murder-suicide. The family believed that Dennis was somehow involved. He hadn't gone into the bedroom on that day that the bodies were found, almost like he already knew what they were going to find. He hadn't shown up to either Glinda or Tyler's funerals, and the family discovered that he had collected a $750,000 life insurance policy. The sole beneficiary was his mother, Edith Carter. Edith wasn't close to Glinda or any of the family. After Dennis collected the money, he stayed away from the family. The case was closed and ruled as a murder-suicide, as it is today. Seven years later, in 2012, a woman named Crystal Bell was found shot to death outside an abandoned home in Northampton County, North Carolina. Her car had been set on fire. Crystal had been the mother of a daughter named Miracle, and she had been dating a man named Sean Robinson and worked as a personal assistant to none other than Dennis Carter. In the years after Glenda and Tyler's deaths, Dennis had become a real estate developer. Crystal and Dennis's relationship had turned romantic. They traveled together and had even posed as husband and wife looking for real estate. The police also learned that Crystal had left a will, leaving everything to Dennis, not her live-in boyfriend or her daughter. Sean said that Dennis received about $27,000. Sean hired a private investigator named Norman Smith to look into Dennis. Norman discovered that Dennis had been involved in criminal activity for years. Has a record with the police of suspicious fires, uh, arson. He built houses and houses burned down. About seven suspicious fires had been set in total, and Dennis was suspected of setting them for insurance money. In spring 2013, Dennis appeared in court to face charges of felony larceny and forgery. Linda Pulley's family, Crystal Bell's family, are making accusations against you. I just want to make sure you have every opportunity to respond. Would you like to say anything? Not a word from Carter or his attorney. Glenda and Tyler's case is still ruled as a murder-suicide, and Crystal's case is unsolved. Glenda and Tyler's family hopes that one day Tyler's name will be cleared. The hardest part is not having a chance to say all the things that you wish you'd said. Um, you know, you wish you had the, a last conversation to say, I love you. I miss the smile, him calling me daddy, him running and playing, riding his four-wheeler dirt bike. I miss seeing him as a man, as a young man. We want justice for Glenda and Tyler, and we want Tyler's name cleared. We want the world to see this little boy that we all knew. And this case is devastating, and I don't think anyone actually believes Tyler killed his mother. Tyler was 10 and probably couldn't have overpowered Glenda. The police were obviously not equipped and thought the murder-suicide case made sense. This case was not investigated well and deserves to be looked into, as does Crystal's case. Dennis is technically innocent until proven guilty, but it's obvious that he's a real piece of shit. I'm angry after watching, researching, and writing up this case, and I hope one day these cases will be solved and justice will be served. My book recommendation for this week is The Guilty Couple by C.L. Taylor. Five years ago, Olivia Sutherland was convicted of plotting to murder her husband. Now she's finally free. Olivia has three goals, repair her relationship with her teenage daughter, clear her name, and bring down her husband, the man who framed her. Just how far is she willing to go to get what she wants, and how far will her husband go to stop her? 
because his lies run deeper than Olivia could have ever imagined, and this time it's not her freedom that's in jeopardy, but her life. I really enjoyed this book a lot. Kind of reminded me of Gone Girl, a woman wronged by her husband plots revenge. Olivia will also do anything to repair her relationship with her daughter and clear her name. I give this book an 8 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and I'd love to know what you think. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, buy me a coffee, and leave me a 5-star rating or review, or both. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation. And remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere.